Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Those on the East Coast, hope you had a good lunch or whatever you were doing. A very important update. I just got a message saying that Duke is tied with Mercer with two minutes left in the game, which is very... Woohoo! Go good. Mercer! Yeah, exactly. Sorry. We, sorry, all you Duke fans out there, but I... Well, no, actually, I don't apologize at all. <laughs> so, anyway, moving on. Um, so, our first session uh, after the break... Um, is Brandy Plot, digital healthcare marketing consultant, who's going to be talking about making ordinary med ed presentations extraordinary lessons from the world's best presenters. Uh, so, Brandy, I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to bring you up first, and then when you're ready, I will bring up the slides. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So thanks, everybody. <laughs> okay. Well, first, thanks, everybody, so much. And I just wanted to point out, um, I told Derek, I'm wearing, I'm sporting my brand new CME Palooza t-shirt today. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And they're available if anyone wants to buy them from Derek. Um, $15. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, can you go ahead and move to that first slide, Derek? Thanks. So um, I'm so excited to be talking about this topic today. It's really near and dear to my heart. Um, so advances in medicine really do have the power to change the world, and I think working in this industry, we all believe that. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in this industry. Um, but there's a big if, um, and that is if we communicate to healthcare professionals. Oh, not quite yet, Derek. Sorry. <laughs> Can you, okay, sorry. Um, if we communicate to uh, healthcare professionals in a way that makes uh, this information resonate, and as medical education professionals, it's really our duty and our call to um, help them enhance their presentations because it really could make a difference both to uh, our our loved ones, our friends, or even ourselves. Next slide, please. So unfortunately, uh, more often than not, particularly in live presentations, this is kind of the status quo. Um, people are completely disengaged, and I like to call this death by bullet points. People are literally falling asleep. Next slide, please. So, but it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, uh, we want healthcare professionals to be so inspired when they get done with the CME presentation that they're like George Washington here. They are literally leading the charge to go back and take that information to help their patients. And it's possible for that to happen, but the first thing that we have to do is make them care. Next slide, please. So how do we make them care is the big question. And to make them care, we need to use stories, we need to tell them a story, we need to use pictures, and we need to tap into their emotions. Next slide, please. So we never can forget that a healthcare professional is always a human being. At times we tend to forget that. Uh, we tend to kind of think of them as heroes. And um, in my instance, I learned this recently when I had a condition with my ear that basically um, I had to go see a doctor about, an ENT specialist, because every time I got on an airplane, I was in excruciating pain, and it got to the point where I was kind of thinking I might never get on an airplane again. So I go see this doctor, and he takes one look at my ear and is able to do a very fast procedure, and all of a sudden, my problem's gone away. So this guy is my hero in my eyes. Um, because he's fixed my problem. Well, 
So about a week ago, um, my husband and I took my daughter, I have two daughters, we took my oldest daughter to her first dance recital. And one of my friends introduced me to this man, and I'm like, he's looking really familiar. And he ends up being my doctor, um, which was so interesting. He had a little girl the same age as mine. So all of our girls get up and do their dance, and um, they're on stage, and they look so darn cute. And I look over, and there are literally tears in this guy's eyes. Um, and that's why we have to remember that healthcare professionals are human. They respond to the same stimuli as other human beings. And human beings don't live their lives in bullet points. They live their lives in stories, pictures, and emotion. Next slide, please. So what can the world's best presenters teach us? Um, well, some of the world's best presenters I'm featuring right here, um, Nancy Duarte, is this all-inspiring presenter that basically teaches other presenters how to make their presentation great. Scott Harrison has literally changed the way the world views clean water. Um, he's shown the world that clean water is a necessity. And when I watched his inbound uh, 2013 presentation on YouTube, um, I actually broke down and cried. Um, it was so powerful. And then Steve Jobs, of course, I don't really need to tell you who he is, but of course he delivered some of the most all-inspiring presentations ever. Um, and his legacy lives on even today. Uh, keep going, please. Next slide. So the first lesson we have to learn from them is to tell the audience a story. Next slide. We're told stories from early childhood. In fact, we even hear our first story often before our first memory is even made. Next slide, please. Stories touch our emotions. In fact, stories initially help us to learn empathy for other people. Next slide, please. Emotionally charged events actually persist longer in our memories than other types of memories. And we can even recall them with greater accuracy. So incorporating emotion or something that evokes an emotional event or a response in someone is actually like a light bulb. And it tells the brain, remember this. Next slide, please. So what, how do we actually incorporate story into our presentations? Well, we have to remember that every story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And Nancy Duarte did something really fascinating. She took a look at thousands of presentations and wanted to see what those presentations had in common. So she kind of took them and overlapped them and discovered something amazing, that every good presentation in history, including the Gettysburg Address and Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, followed the similar shape, like the shape that you see on the screen here. Um, every good presentation or good story begins with what is and then compares the audience to what could be. So you're trying to show as big of a gap as possible. And in the case of healthcare professionals, I thought what I thought was really insightful in this is that we began planning CME by a practice gap, what is and what could be. And so we need to start incorporating that, incorporating that into our CME presentations. The middle of the presentation should basically move back and forth between what is and what should be because we're going to encounter resistance in healthcare professionals adopting a new idea or adopting practice guidelines. So we need to go back and forth to show them, well, this is how your patient's life will be better if you adopt this particular guideline. And then we're going to end every presentation with a call to action and we want to show the world as a new bliss. 
So we're basically drawing the physician toward understanding that, hey, if I adopt this guideline or if I take this back to my practice and make this change, then my patients are going to benefit in this way, um, which is really exciting. And that's how we begin to incorporate story into our presentation. So in the future, when you're talking to your faculty, instead of sharing just what the educational objectives are for your activity, go ahead and share that practice gap because it may make a huge difference in how they develop their presentation. Next slide, please. So show your story in pictures. Pictures are really important and a presentation is really just a visual story. Next slide. Instead of presenting a case, challenge healthcare professionals to tell a story about a patient and use a picture. So in this case, Caitlin Downing, this is my friend's niece, she has a story. She was actually diagnosed with a malignant tumor on her brain stem. This little, cute little girl who's four, who was four years old at the time was diagnosed with this malignant tumor. Um, it was inoperable, and so she went to see many, many different oncology specialists, um, and they did chemotherapy, they did radi radiation, none of it seemed to help. So finally they enrolled her in this clinical trial. And uh, in the clinical trial, they tried something new. They basically took the radiation um, and they put it directly into her tumor. And so it works. It shrinks her tumor down to a size that all of a sudden she's no longer running into walls. She's no longer falling down. The treatment's effective. Um, all her symptoms have gone away and you would almost never know that she had had this issue. Well, unfortunately, because it was a clinical trial, and there weren't that many patients that actually uh, had this condition, had this particular type of cancer, she had to wait until all the different patients had gone through the trial in order to get a second treatment. And unfortunately, in that time frame, the tumor came back, um, even more aggressive than before, and Caitlin died about a year ago, uh, just over a year ago. But that's not the end of her story. The amazing thing is because of this little girl's bravery and because of what her family went through, because she enrolled in this clinical trial to begin with, now this therapy is available to other little kids that have uh, this type of brain cancer and they will get that second treatment. So it makes a huge difference. This is the kind of story you want to evoke emotion from faculty and CME presentations. Next slide, please. So what's so important about pictures? Our brains actually process visual information 60,000 times faster than text. This is called the picture superiority effect, and there's a lot of research done in this area. And basically, when you look at the screen, you can see that if you're looking at a picture of a circle versus the word circle, you're going to be 55% likely, more likely to recall the picture than the words. And so pictures are something very important that we need to incorporate into our presentations. Next slide, please. No more bullet points. <laughs> um, next slide. <laughs> need I say more? Actually, there's a saying um, that bullets, uh, guns don't kill people, bullet points do. Um, and that really couldn't be more true when it comes to any presentation. In fact, Steve Jobs never used a single bullet point in any of his presentations, never. Uh, neither has Nancy Duarte and neither is Scott Harrison and amazingly enough Scott Harrison through all his presentations has managed to have his charity water become the most followed charity in the world so we don't need bullet points next slide please 
And Albert Einstein said this best, if you can't explain it simply, then you don't understand it well enough. And that couldn't be more true than when it comes to faculty presenting medical information to healthcare professionals. We must understand that we need to break it down to the most simple elements for them to be able to recall it later on. And as an example, when Steve Jobs did his famous iPod presentation, he didn't call it an MP3 player with a touch screen that moves back and forth on a dial. He didn't say that at all. What he said was he held it up and he said, this is a thousand songs in your pocket. And so we need to keep, make sure that healthcare professionals can break things down into the simplest elements. Next slide, please. The role of the presenter in any presentation is to be the mentor, not the hero. Um, their role is to draw the audience from what is to what could be. And you want them to be more like Mr. Miyagi, not like Ralph Macchio here in this picture. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time, by the way, so I just had to go there. Um, but it, as I said, you want the presenter to be the mentor. The audience is actually the hero of the story. The audience being the healthcare professional is going to be the one that takes that idea or that advance in medicine back and applies it to patients to transform lives. Next slide. So we can't make every presenter great. Um, that's just a fact. But we can make every presentation memorable. And again, the way we make a presentation memorable is by showing the healthcare professionals why they should care. Next slide. So I challenge all of you to be mentors to faculty as they develop their CME presentations so that CME can go beyond ordinary and become extraordinary. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brandy. That was really great. Any uh, slide presentation that uh, uses Mr. Miyagi in it is uh, top marks for me. <laughs> But I'm an easy sell, I guess. Thanks a lot, Brandy. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you. We're going to jump right over to our next presentation. Uh, Jason Oliveri, uh, Statistical Analysis and CME Outcomes. We'll uh, have that. Oh, actually, Brandy, since we have two minutes, I just got a question for you. Can you hand oh, me Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Tell me again how I go to the question. I'll tell you. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Question is, Brandy, don't bullet points help viewers or attendees visually prioritize the content, particularly if communicating complex data? You know, I have to completely disagree. Um, I feel like bullet points actually uh, make the data more busy, and they really detract from the point that you're trying to get across. And you have to keep in mind that the role of using any kind of visual within a presentation is to help amplify the information that's being said by the presenter, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily to replace what the presenter is saying. So, excellent. All right, thanks a lot. Um, we will shut this one down, and we're going to be back up again in about five minutes. Thanks again, Brandy. Thank you.